MashaAllah, Jazakallah Khair, Habibi. Noor, um, Idris as well, you're still around. Jazakallah Khair. Um, I'll tell you what my favorite part of the surah was now, inshaAllah. <clears throat> Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah wa nasaliya suhi al-kareem ma ba'd. In the fifth juz, which we just recited, which is um, surah, surah Nisab, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the dominant theme in the surah is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now um, encourages and urges the Sahaba radiyallahu anhu majma'een in all of those in Medina to fall in love with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to obey him and to make the Prophet their eternal role model. And this came with challenges for the munafiqoon because the munafiqoon wanted to do things their own way. And Allah in this surah explains, or in this chapter, in this juz explains that it doesn't happen that way. If we say we believe, we must believe in the sunnah, in the tradition, in the commandments, in the practices of our Habib sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There are two words that are used for this form of obedience and this form of uh, implementation of the sunnah. One is, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي that say to them, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that if they love Allah, they must follow me, i.e. the Prophet Sallallahu And another word that is used is where Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, قُلْ أَطِيعُ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولِ That obey Allah and His Prophet. And they have some intricate differences, and I don't want to go into too much details about them, but just generally, ita'a refers to following Allah and the Prophet and that which has been informed to us, and that which has been ordered to us. And ittiba'a is to follow the Prophet in that which we know he would like for us to do, but it's not something which he made it a compulsory sunnah. But it's something that if we do, the Prophet would be happy with us. So in a passage of the fifth juz, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expounds upon this idea of having complete obedience of the Prophet's sunnah. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا لِيُطَاعَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ in ayah number 64, that we never sent down a prophet except that they should be obeyed and listened to by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in the next verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the verse that I will highlight in this short reflection or this short reminder, where Allah says, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ O Prophet of Allah, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ means, O Prophet of Allah, we, we swear, we take an oath by your Lord. This is the only time in the entire Qur'an where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking an oath by saying, your Lord. Normally Allah takes an oath by saying, either wal-duha, either wal-asr, wal-fajr, different forms of, of nouns that Allah uses to use as an oath. This is the only ayah in which Allah says, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ We're swearing by your Lord. Because all of these people, including the Jews, which his ayah was revealed about, according to some of us, believe in Allah. So we swear by your Lord, la yu'minuna, that no one has believed, no one has brought iman in their heart. Hatta yuhakimuka. Until you, O Prophet of Allah, until you become the deciding factor in all of their decisions. Fima shajara baynahum. Fima shajara baynahum means in all of the issues that arise in their life, the foundation of their decisions are made by your sunnah. Right? So like it's, it's like how Imam Qurtubi explains that 
if spouses are having differences, if families are having differences, if we make our our reference point the Prophet's Sunnah or the Quran, of course, in the Prophet's Sunnah, then by doing so, it's you've made it. And the, 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 the confrontations, the arguments, the disputes will weather away. Because you made the deciding factor of the Prophet This ayah was revealed about companions. And some say it was revealed about a munafiq. Where the Prophet gave a, a, a decision about how to allow the water to flow in his garden. And he didn't like it. So Allah said, hey, Whatever disputes are taking place between you, the Prophet should be the one that decides it for you. And then Allah continues, and, and then after accepting it, there should be absolutely no form of uh, no form of uh, reluctancy or hesitation. There's complete acceptance. Then Allah continues, subhanahu wa ta'ala, this sequence of uh, of this discussion and he says that if we were to make it further upon them if we were to make it compulsory upon them this is hypothetically so no one should get you know like wow how did allah say that hypothetically if we were to say that you should go ahead and kill yourself or if we were to tell you to leave and forsake your homes leave everything very few people would do this. And when this ayah was revealed, Umar and Abu Bakr came to the Prophet and said, Ya Rasulullah, we're ready to do it. Prophet said, Allah, is, this is just a hypothetical. And now, going back to the literal meaning of this, that if they were to do what they are ordered to do, regardless of what it is, even if it is as far-fetched as something like this, Hypothetically, if it was as far-fetched as leaving our homes and leaving our families, which it, which it isn't, it would have been better. And now, so four things happened by us listening to the Prophet and making him our decide, our, our decision-making uh, judge for everything that takes place in our life. Number one, that we have a good ending. Thibat. Whenever Allah uses the word thibat, thabit. It's referring to when we leave the world, Allah will give us a good ending. Number two, that we will give to them a reward from us. Min from us. That nobody has it. The angels are not writing it. We're giving that reward. Number three, that we will continue to keep them rightly guided in this world. That with that dua that we make a minimum of 17 times a day, Allah says that dua will be accepted by us making the Prophet the deciding factor not only in our deeny um, things in life, the things that, have, that are related to deen, but even things that are related to dunya. Is this business halal for me? Is this good for me to do according to the Prophet or by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When we do that, Allah says we continue to guide them on the right path. And number four, which is perhaps the best one for us, that whosoever obeys Allah in the Prophet going back to obeying the Prophet some people try to separate these two things but they come hand in hand obedience of Allah comes with the obedience of the Prophet Sunnah and the obedience of the Prophet Sunnah leads towards the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one that separates them cannot get either of them 
one that puts them together will get both of them and come hand in hand. They're lazim malzum. Allah says, they will be with They will be with those who Allah has favored. And this is interesting how in Surah Fatiha, Allah says, Right? In this ayah, which means Allah guide us to the straight path, the path that of those whom you have favored. And in this ayah, Allah says, This is a, a response to that dua or an explanation to that dua that is made in Surah Fatiha. And it comes in the same sequence. So Allah says they will be with the prophets and the truthful people and the in and those that were shuhada, what siddiqeen, what salihin, and those that were the pious and righteous individuals, they will be with those people. Who are these? What is who is being referred to? Who will be with these people? Those that obey Allah and take the Prophet as their decision making, their decision making process goes to the Prophet. And then Allah ends off this. Uh, this passage by saying This is the great virtue of Allah That we are even able to Follow the Prophet Sunnah And the Prophet's tradition This ayah was also revealed about this last verse Where Sahabas would come to the Prophet And there was a man by the name of Thawban Who was a disciple of the Prophet One day he walked into the Prophet's gathering And his color of his face had changed And the Prophet said to him why do I see that your complexion of your face has changed? And he said, Ya Rasulullah, when I think of you in Jannah, I realize that we will be in a Jannah which is lower than yours, and you will be in a Jannah which is higher than ours. And that brings sadness to me because I won't be able to visit you and meet you. And what is Jannah without being able to, without having the ability of sitting in your company and seeing your blessed face? That's all they wanted. They wanted to see the Prophet smile. That was their goal. The Prophet The Prophet became sad by this too. Oh, what's going to happen in Jannah? That Allah revealed this ayah that those that follow you and they love you, they'll be with you in Jannah. Al Maru Ma'aman Ahab. So, as a recap, as a takeaway, in the fifth juz, one of the main dominant themes is the separation of the Munafiqun and the believers. And that happened because the believers were able to take the Prophet's commandments and his requests and accept them without hesitation and reluctancy. And that should be the same for us. Yes, no one is saying that. We shouldn't look at whether or not a hadith is da'if or sahih. But when it comes to us through the correct chain and through the correct process, it should be accepted. It doesn't mean that we're doing it right away, but we should at least yearn and desire to do it. Of course, we're weak and we're making efforts to get better. That's understandable, but we shouldn't reject it just because it's difficult for us to comprehend or understand. May Allah reward you all for joining. Jazakallah khair. Subhanallah bihamdi subhanakallahumma bihamdik. أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت الصفر وتبو إليك ربنا تقبل منا أنك تسمي العليم وتبع علينا يا مولانا أنك تبع الرحيم جزاك الله خير السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته we'll see you all tomorrow at 2 p.m. Um, hopefully you guys are also reading the Quran how many people have also finished um, just for the sake of you don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to but how many people have also finished five juz at home Idris of course you have Nur you guys are reading it anyone else um, get a chance to fo follow along every day and recite these ajza. If you have, that is great. Um, if you haven't, let's also find jumping on whenever you can and when you have time is virtuous in itself. Um, but if you haven't and you want to, you can go back and watch the previous videos. Mashallah. Mashallah. That's awesome. Um, and if you have children sitting with them and reading Quran with them is also uh, will create a great form of, uh, of peace and solace in your in your in your house. Mashallah. 
finished 10 edges up. That's, that's more than us. Got to catch up. <laughs> May Allah bless you all for joining. Uh, we'll see you all at 6 p.m. Farah Ramadan immersion and also at 9.30 p.m. for daily Quran reflections with Sheikh Abdullah and Mufti Abdul Rahman. I hope you guys are enjoying the Ramadan programs that we are trying to provide. May Allah bless you all. We'll see you all tomorrow. Adilis Noor, we'll see you tomorrow, inshallah. Hafiz Sabs. Inshallah. Zakat al-Khira. Assalamu alaikum.